Thanks. I <laughs> I am recording. <laughs> the music is already I in, so I mean. Uh, we'll just keep this in. Yeah. Thanks, Grace. Keep this in. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to episode 48 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, the Scott Moore and Bill Black of the podcast, Adam and Grace. I'm not calling myself Elvis or anything, guys, of the uh, El Vanilo wow. world, but, uh, oh, yeah, hold on. you know, <laughs> that was the rest of his crew, the rest of his band. It's sus, that. It's sus. It's sus. Grace, how are you? I'm good. All the better for seeing you too. Nice. That's how bad the week's been. (laughs) (laughs) This is the highlight. (laughs) Amazing. How are you, Adam? I'm all good. I'm all I'm all good. I've had a coffee today and even though it was in the morning. (laughs) I don't drink coffee that often, and so it, it really just... Well, I had coffee and about four cans of soft drink, so I'm buzzing on all the sugar. I'm good. Wow. Nice. Energy. Yeah, got the energy. I had Someone two coffees this week, and I smashed my personal best running. I was like, maybe I just need to... And it was while I was that's listening... It was while I was listening to one of these albums as well, so I thought maybe that's my new thing is like listening to one of the albums that we talk about today and two coffees a day Ooh, i like yeah. the suspense there that you're not going to tell us which yet. one is yeah, it whoa Ooh. what um just to ask matt weren't you taking a break from coffee and caffeine yeah i have um i mean you know every conversation that i start ends up talking about the enneagram but um <laughs> so i'm sorry to bring it up but i have this like the, so the enneagram is like these personality profiles and mine is like a number Horoscopes. seven right and like I just am very impulsive as a person. And like they mm. say, like there was this line in a book recently I read that said, um, if you want to see a lot of sevens in a room all together, go to an AA meeting. That is where sevens, because wow. generally they have very <laughs> addictive personalities, right? And um, uh-huh. so I generally stay off coffee because otherwise I'm drinking seven a day. Like <laughs> at least I just go crazy. So like anything bad for me, I try and really stay away from. Like, um, mm. You know that part. So I don't know where it is in the Bible. Where it says like, f- "Flee from sin" or what? Like literally running away from it. Like I'm, I'm running so far away from those things. Out the door. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. What? Such a uh, such a such a Libra thing of you to I say. Know, well, that's basically, it. the enneagram is just horoscopes for Christians. Wow. If, uh, wow. if anyone's a, if anyone's a Christian and does the enneagram, I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're just I'm doing call, a horoscope. You that's all it is. I'm calling you out. You've been I'm calling you out. It's a classic this conversation. Nine thing to say right there, Adam. It's classic a classic uh, blue thing of me to say, really. <laughs> so funny. I did learn that. I learned I'm a blue, which means I, uh, I'm very logical, apparently. Yeah. That's not that's the, the, that's, that's which that's actually, the colours, isn't it? Actually, it's not the Enneagram, but... Yeah, that's the colours. It's, it's not the Enneagram, no. It's different. I, I like that. I'm well into stuff like that. Are you into stuff like that, Grace? I am. I read that book that you recommended oh, yeah. for me. Do you remember? Mm. I do remember All now. about the Enneagram. What, what number were you? I'm a two. Oh, that's it. And that's two are yes men. Yes. Two are like, two are like, yeah, let me do that for you. Yeah, I'll do that for yeah. you. Hence why you agreed to do this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we got well, it. I tell you what, a seven right is like well up for things, but like is always thinking about the next great project they're going to do, but they never end mm. up finishing it because they can't sit still for too long. But I realize mm. I basically like surround myself with twos who are like, yes, I'd love to. 
do it. Let me do yeah. it for you. I'll do it. Yeah, it's fine. and and nines as well because they're kind of like easygoing. And Adam, you're in. Well, you don't really believe in like this stuff, but you are a nine, right? That's what the number that you think. I yeah. When when people tell me or when I looked into it, yeah, I got a, I got a nine, which um, what 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 is nine again? Is it a peacemaker? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which which is which is kind of true because I I hate I mean. My personality is I hate arguments. So when the Christmas tree gets put up in my mum and dad's house, when when that started to come out, I used to go to my room because it would cause an argument. Oh, arguments, it's so sad. They drain me. I physically feel drained from <laughs> arguments. However, I love to poke people <laughs> and get them a bit angry. So and I also funny. like to call people stupid. So I, I don't know how true it is yeah. um, because some people are just idiots. Need talent. Ma'am. Well, I, I've... Yeah, ma'am. I've... <laughs> I read this, um, the Enneagram with uh, love and work or something. It's like relationships and the people that you you um, you work with. And it says in there, a seven and a nine, uh, it says um, a seven and a nine together is the most enjoyable of a uh, company. If you spend time with a seven and a nine together, it is the most enjoyable thing. And I thought, you know what? Here me and Adam, bring in, Adam creating that safe space. Is it I'm just having that good time. Yeah, you know I mean? It's amazing. But, it's um, the most yeah. terrible, it's the most toxic sure combination. I'm glad bad. that we're having this conversation now. Abominable. Seven and nine is literally Hitler and Stalin together. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, oh. Is, is he back? Oh, hey. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's gone again. Oh, that was such a tease. Oh, man. Ooh, I still want to know. <laughs> incredible I'm, I'm back guys I don't know oh right, whoa, whoa. what great time I'm back, the Zoom. Right there. back. <laughs> I don't know what happened it went crazy you're just trying to build suspense yeah. where did you, where you did cut out right on the uh, so a 7 and a 9 is oh here we go so I'll, I'll carry on from there so a 7 and a 9 um, it says like are the most enjoyable of um, personalities when they're in the room together so Adam creates that safe space where people are just like feeling safe. A seven is up for things. So everyone's enjoying themselves, having a great time. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? What a great partnership we are, Adam. Love it. And then you got... Gr- so should eight. I just... No, well, then you got a number two. <laughs> and a number two is just like no, willing could. to help out, willing to facilitate that fun. <laughs> and you know, it's wonderful. <laughs> Let me help you have fun, guys. Let me help you. It's gonna help Please. you have fun. Well, I, Please let me help you. I, help did, help. Feel, <laughs> I did feel sorry a few years ago when I realised a lot of my friends were two and I basically had just like sabotaged them into like they didn't actually want to do just anything they everybody. wanted to do. They were just helping me have fun every time. You know what I mean? I felt bad. <laughs> felt really guilty. So sorry about that, Grace. Sorry you you're on this podcast for the next fifteen years of your life and you don't actually want to be here. <laughs> Just because I can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But um, and then uh, this is the last one because we'll get off the enneagram. But Becky is a four, right? And the book that talks about like the relationships together says a seven and a four are the most unusual of pairings. They usually don't last. I'm like, crap! Are you kidding me? How are we the rarest of pairings here? I'm like, flip it. Here we go. It's downhill from here. <laughs> but there. Like a precious stone, Matt. Okay. The clock is ticking. I know. Well, there like, you go. Like refined gold. Yeah. Uh, There's a reason you don't find rare things, guys. There's a reason why. <laughs> Such pessimistic. Shut. <laughs> but all good. Anyway, I don't know how we got into the Enneagram, but 
Yeah, that's all good. That's your daily horoscopes for the week. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, have a good week, everyone. More call Mystic Meg. I tell you what, though, <laughs> this is right. Uh, this is definitely the last thing that I'm going to say about the Enneagram. Okay. It really helped me out. It really helped me, like you know, well, figure good. myself out, man, and uh, be a bit more aware because there's nothing worse than an unaware person, is there? Not aware. That's it. Not we aware. hate non-aware people. Aware. But, uh, so oh, hey, I've just looked it up. So my husband is also a two, like Beck. A four. Um, a four. Uh, no, no, sorry, it's a four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, the most common pair is they have common pairings and they say like for a man and a woman. And a male four, the most common pairing is with a female two. Words. Hey! But then a female two does not, <laughs> should not bear with a male four. So I don't know how that works. <laughs> is it about who initiates it? What? <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> Just Which means it'll always be the four. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that your cry for help? Their graces that you like? Just yeah, I need a different number. Please. <laughs> wow, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we've all got our own challenges, haven't we? I tell you what, here we are. <laughs> They're not really challenges if you just—it's all made up, guy. Mm. I'm joking. Sorry, I'm really can't. I can't. I can't. Crap on people's belief systems that much. It's, it's really not, it's not really a belief system, but but you know, I it's yeah. funny, Adam, because you're like really against it. But then when you found out your number, you were like, "Oh crap, I am kind of like that." So. <laughs> it really makes it resonate. You're like, "That's me, Oh no, I am. <laughs> oh, it understands me like no one else has. Oh. I lo- I love nines, right? I love those peacemakers. I aspire to be a peacemaker. And do you know what? I don't think I'll ever get there. But I really aspire. That's because you run around being spontaneous, disturbing the peace. I know. You need nines following you around, making it better again. I know. I've tried to stop. Like, Well, even last week, I asked Adam if he wanted to start a new project. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just always like running with something <laughs> terrible. But I need to commit. So welcome to Elvenilo. That's how that started. You know what I mean? But, uh, it is, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad we could uh, pull apart our friendship at the beginning of the podcast. Beautiful. All good. We're actually talking about Elvis Presley this week, which is pretty oh, exciting. The King. King. Unbelievable. Oh. And Grace, you, you're a big King. fan, an absolutely massive mm. fan of the King. Mm. Adam, you like you just know all things, so you are a, a fan of the King as well. Love it. Um, but, and I've never listened to any of Elvis so uh, we might find out some things mightn't we I'll tell you what right. uh, but you, have to, you haven't gone through a life no one's gone through a life without hearing Elvis no I mean when we were growing up you just don't sit down and listen yeah, well I mean we didn't have my mum and dad didn't play Elvis loads then but I remember growing up early 2000s um, a little less conversation yeah, the it. remix mm. by JMS you've heard Hound Dog you've heard, you've oh heard yeah I've heard it like Suspicious yeah, Minds we all know it do you know what I mean oh. Oh. We're caught in a trip. Oh but but I tell you what, like, I was thinking about like when when did I hear about Elvis, and it probably was that little less conversation remix. That's probably it. But I tell you now, like, I I don't think I've ever put an Elvis album on. Well, I have now because I spent the week listening to Elvis. But you know, but um, <laughs> and obviously we're Beatles fans, so you can't you can't stray too far before. You know, I say we. <laughs> we as the three of us, we're all <laughs> no, really big. Too. We're all really Grace big Beatles too. fans. Yeah, yes, yeah, uh, 
But Adam, t- maybe if this is your chance to teach me something new, something about the king. So we're going to do a bit of history about Elvis, right? We are. Um, it's going to be Elvis's early years. So um, we're doing the sun, sh- sun sessions. Cannot say that for like <laughs> the sun, the sun sessions, sessions. Um, aren't we? That's the kind of uh, album that we're doing. Um, and so I'm basically going to do Elvis's early years up to his time at Sun Records. Sam, the incredible Elvis Presley life story begins when Elvis Aaron Presley was born to Vernon and Gladys Presley in a two-room house in Tupelo, Mississippi on January the 8th, 1935. Born as the king. Good old (laughs) M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-W-P-I. Mississippi. (laughs) That star over Mississippi. The wise (laughs) men went. (laughs) You know what I mean? That star of Vernon. Can't say star of David, but... I don't think he was Jewish, but there we go. Um, yeah, beautiful. Something I never knew about Elvis Grace, you, you probably did. Um, his twin brother, Jesse Garand, was stillborn, uh, leaving Elvis to grow up as an only child. Very harsh, um, hard times for for, uh, for Elvis's parents there. So Elvis being born in 1935, this is at the in the middle of the Great Depression. So time in America, or time around the world really, where after the roaring 20s, where jazz is really big and stuff, uh, the economy's just tanked. It's just absolutely crumbled. Um, and especially in the southern regions of America, it, it's poverty, just real poorness um, everywhere. So 35 is not a happy world for Elvis to be born into. Um, so he's an only child. And he and his parents moved to Memphis, Tennessee in 1948. Um, for search of jobs, obviously 48 is after the war. Um, so we're out of the 30s then. Uh, Elvis is about 15, I think, when they move. Um, but before we get to the move, we're going to talk about 1945. Um, we're going to talk about that because 10-year-old Elvis stands on a chair at a microphone and sings Old Shep in a youth talent contest at the Mississippi-Alabama Fair and Dairy Show held in Tupelo. Um, so this is one of Elvis's first times singing. Um, the talent show is broadcast over WELO radio, and Elvis wins fifth prize. He receives $5 in fair ride tickets, and this is one of the first public musical performances for Elvis Presley. And he's only a child, so 10 years old, he's getting up on a chair and he's singing. I'd love to hear what a 10-year-old Elvis sounds like, because obviously he's not got the, the rich, deep voice that we all know and love. So what does a what does a ten year old Elvis sound like? I'd love to. Know. I wonder how charismatic he was as a kid. I would love to think that he his lip was going and his, his hips, Elvis and his pelvis, even at ten. <laughs> Come on. I, I hope. I hope. Um, in nineteen forty six, so a year on from that, Elvis's parents cannot afford a bicycle that Elvis really wants. He wants it for like his birthday or Christmas. He wants it, Sam, but they can't afford it. So Gladys talks him into accepting a guitar instead. Uh, Elvis's first guitar cost just $12.95, which I think at the time was actually quite expensive, uh, and is purchased at the Tupelo Hardware Company. So you got a 10, 11-year-old Elvis. He's already performed. Now he's got the guitar. So now we've got the building blocks of the king. We won't call him the prince. He's always the king, but there we go. <laughs> In November 6th, 1948, so a couple of years on, Elvis plays his guitar and sings Leaf on a Tree, 
for his Milam Junior High class in Tupelo. And he sings this as a farewell because they're just about to move off to Memphis, Tennessee. Elvis and his parents pack their belongings in a truck, strap it to the roof of their 1939 Plymouth and move off to Memphis, Tennessee in search of a better life economically. Uh, other members of the Presley and Smith family would follow later. So he's got his guitar, he's got his performing, he's performed a couple of times, he's ready, off to Memphis, Tennessee. So Vernon and Gladys go from job to job, and Elvis attends Elsie Hume's high school. Uh, he also works at various jobs to help support himself and his parents. And the Presley Smith family remains really close-knit close and really tight, so he's got a good relationship, especially with his mother, um, I believe. Um, Elvis and his family attend the Assembly of God Church, so this is the early influences of gospel and church music. Uh, on Elvis's life, obviously the South of America, uh, deeply religious um, Christianity, um, gospel music is really, really big. Uh, there's quite a large black community, obviously down in the South of America, around Tennessee, Alabama and all that. Um, and this is where Elvis hears all this. Teenage Elvis also continues to be known for singing with his guitar. So he's still got that performance streak going on. Uh, he still loves it. He buys it's his that clothes. That goes, goes to every party with a guitar. Hundred percent. Anyway, anyway, who's Wonderwall? Is what he says. <laughs> um, love it. He buys his clothes on a shop called Beale Street, and he absorbs the black blues and gospel he hears there. So, the culture that Elvis is surrounding himself with is not, you know, the other white people around this neighborhood. He's going into shops and hearing all this black and gospel music. Um, that is influencing him just as he shops for clothes. He's also a regular audience member at the all-night white and black gospel sings, sing-alongs that are held downtown. Um, he wears his hair long compared to the day's standards and slick. He lets his sideburns grow and he's really different from the other kids. He's a good-natured misfit. So he's not <laughs> like the other kids that are hanging about. He's a little bit different. Uh, but he's he's known as a quite a kind fella. It's kind of cute, that, isn't it? Yeah. That Presley boy is lovely, is what they're <laughs> probably saying. All the accents are coming out. It's great. I uh, love this. While at Hume's... Can you <laughs> read the whole of this from. just in your best southern? That's why, that's why I want. <laughs> while at Hume's high, Elvis nervously sings. I don't see I'm going more... It's come, turned into a history channel. Documentary now. <laughs> <laughs> If it was the History Channel, it would be Elvis isn't dead and aliens is what, is what they do. Um, so while at Hume's High, Elvis nervously sings with his guitar at a student talent show. So you wouldn't think he'd be nervous as he's kind of used to performing, um, but he is. So at this talent show, he's a bit nervous. Um, much to his own amazement, he gets more applause than anyone else and he actually wins and performs an encore, which is incredible. So again... He's performing. He seems to have found what really makes him happy um, and what he's really good at, which is performing. So in 1953, Elvis works at Parker Machinist's shop right after graduation. And that summer, he drops by the very now famous Memphis Recording Service, home of the Sun label. Uh, and he makes a demo acetate, that's right, not a record, an acetate, mm. of My Happiness and That's When Your Heartache Begins for a cost of about $4 as a birthday present for his mother, Gladys. Sam Phillips um, was the guy who ran Sun Records 
Uh, he is the guy who is famous for discovering Johnny Cash, obviously Elvis, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, all the big ones. Sam Phillips is, is a major component of that. Um, so Sam Phillips records Elvis singing My Happiness and That's When Your Heartache Begins. And afterwards, tells his assistant Marion Kieske, Kieske uh, something that made her write down in her notes, good ballad singer, hold so he's on he's on Sam Phillips' radar. So the following year, at Marion Kieske, Kieske's suggestion, Sam Phillips calls Elvis into the studio to try singing a song uh, that Sam hopes to put out on a record. The song is called Without You, and Elvis does not sing it to Sam's satisfaction. So Sam Phillips is like, nah, don't like it. Um, and he asks whether he can sing something else like what can you sing and Elvis runs through a number of just popular songs for the time uh, Sam is impressed enough to team Elvis up with local musicians Scotty Moore on guitar and Bill Black on bass to see if they together can come up with something worthwhile so he's got a band now he's got the attention of a record producer he's got his band however Elvis meets up with Scotty and Bill but nothing really clicks until July 5th, when after a pretty tedious session, Elvis and the guys break into a sped-up version of Arthur Big Boy Crudup's That's Alright. This song, backed with Blue Moon of Kentucky, became the first of five singles of early Elvis songs recorded and released on the Sun label. So he's got his band, he's got his label, and now he's got his sound. He's got the sound that he's been immersed in, which is the gospel, rock, blues very early rock and roll um, country that he has been hearing um, with his contemporaries. A lot of people, I, I want to point out this point, and we, we might talk about this, a lot of people at this point would say, well, he's stolen that black music. We'll talk about that at some point, I'm sure, but he is he is singing the songs that maybe he and his white counterparts wouldn't normally sing, and he's doing them in a fashion that people like. We'll say that much so far. Anyway, October 16th, 1954, uh, the band appear for the first time on the Louisiana Hayride, which sounds a root and tootin' time, I tell you, <laughs> um, which is a live Saturday night country music radio show originating in Shreveport, Louisiana. And it's broadcast um, in over 190 stations. So it's actually, um, we talked about, when we talked about uh, another country artist, I can't remember who, we Hank talked about Williams. the Grand Ole Opry. Hank Williams, thank you. Uh, we talked about the Grand Ole Opry. Elvis had actually performed once at the Grand Ole Opry, and it does not go well at all. Um, and he's really put off by that, and he, he's not happy. But he appears on this show, which is a competitor to the Grand Ole Opry. Um, like I said, this Louisiana Hayride, Louisiana Hayride, is uh, carried by 190 stations <laughs> in 13 is, this states. Is great. This is so funny. You just like, you're not even like acknowledging them anymore. It's just dropping them in. Like, uh, it's so funny. <laughs> Um, in, and so uh, this leads to regular appearances on the hayride, which is what we cool kids call it. It's on the hay. Hey, you on the hayride tonight? Well, I might be. <laughs> so, um, regular appearances on the hayride. And in November, uh, Elvis signs a one-year contract for 52 Saturday night appearances. Wow. So that's every night, isn't it? Every Saturday yeah. night, Elvis is on the radio. All night, every night. Whew. This is a great break. 
But as Elvis's popularity grows, his commitment to the hayride prevents him from traveling outside the South to further his career on a larger scale. Him, uh, Scotty and Bill uh, had been traveling around a little bit, doing a little bit of touring, a little bit of gigging, and it had been going well. But of course, they've got to spend every Saturday on the hayride, yeehaw. So they can't they can't do any of the touring, um, which is a shame. Uh, during his association with the Hayride, Elvis meets Colonel Tom Parker, a promoter and manager connected with various acts on the Hayride. Uh, Parker is also the manager for country star Hank Snow, uh, and a previous Parker client is country star Eddie Arnold. So the Colonel, as he comes to, come to be known, is a really famous figure in Elvis's. He, he kickstarts Elvis's career. Um, and if you watch The Simpsons, uh, there is an early episode, I think it's season three, uh, where Homer becomes the manager of a country star, Lurleen Lumpkin. Oh, I, I love she's that called. episode. It's a great episode. <laughs> and he becomes Colonel Homer. Um, <laughs> as a kind of a, it's a nod to that. Um, that's a, it's a great episode. Um, I want more Colonels great in my Samsung. life. I'm not the popcorn kind, honestly. I want more I mean, Colonels in my life. I, I'm quite happy with the kernel I've got, which is Mr. Sanders, a finger licking. <laughs> yeah, me too. Beautiful. <laughs> could always have um, more. But yeah, I could, I could do with more. Fair Imagine point. going around um, Liverpool and calling yourself Kernel, Kernel Matt Courtney. Imagine that. <laughs> it, it's quite, it's quite cool with it. I like the Kernel lad. How you doing? You right? It's kind of. Go and see the Kernel. Go on, Kernel. <laughs> it's not spelled C O L. It's spelled K E R R N M. Kernel lad. Choose Hawkeye, about yeah. Um, Sam, the Colonel in 1955 um, negotiates a deal for Elvis to sign his first contract with RCA Records. So he's away from the Sun uh, label now, and he gets uh, brought on by RCA. Um, Colonel Parker negotiates the sale of Elvis's Sun contract to RCA, which includes his five Sun singles and other early Elvis songs that are unreleased Sun material. The price is an unprecedented $35,000 with a 5000 bonus for Elvis, and this is 55 money. So now that's like um, a few trillion. You know what I mean? Dollar. A it's few the trillion. of a small country. You, you decided no, it's, it's a few trillion. <laughs> a few gazillion. In, inflation is a mad thing. Uh. I'm you. Um, <laughs> but no, so it's... Elvis is worth a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, RCA soon re-released the five Sun singles on the RCA label. At the same time, Elvis signs a contract with Hill and Range Publishing Company, which is to set up a separate firm called Elvis Presley Music Incorporated. Um, and that means that Elvis basically gets some of the publishing rights um, for his songs. And he becomes the hottest new star in the music business. So Elvis has now arrived. We've got Elvis, we've got the Colonel, he's got his sound, he's got his he's got everything. Um in January 10th, 1956, two days after his 21st birthday, RCA holds the first of many Elvis recording sessions at their studio in Nashville. Among the early Elvis songs laid to tape during the studio session is the incomparable Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, love it. In March 23rd, 1956, RCA ships Elvis Presley, the first album in Elvis's discography. Uh, this album is full of early Elvis songs, that, and it soon goes to number one on Billboard's pop album chart for 10 weeks, and it's the first Elvis album to reach over $1 million in sales. 
thus earning Elvis his first gold album award. And some of the songs that are on that first album are the ones that he recorded at the Sun Studios. And this leads us into what we're going to talk about, which is Elvis, the Sun Studio Sessions. Um, and that is, I believe, what we're going to be talking about. Brilliant. So good. I learned a lot there, Adam. Thank you so much. So good. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> if we could all, when we say thank you on this one, if we could all say it like Elvis, <laughs> I'd really much appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we're we're have to guess who's who. It'll be a competition. Elvis is really his back. So in this time, so you talked about Hank Williams already, Johnny Cash, some notable, so that's the countryside of things, but uh, in other music, we have like Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, uh, Dean Martin, Bill Haley, uh, and the Comets. Like, people like this, and it's not, I mean, it looks very different than Elvis, doesn't it? Um, and even within like five years of this point now where we've got like 1960 things are going to change dramatically and I think they're going to change a lot to do with Elvis you know it kind of like revolves around Elvis and what he did and who he was and things like that so shall we take a break and then we'll go in depth on the album Mm. please let's do it Amazing. So welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about the Sun Sessions, which is a compilation album. Which I'd like to remind you, Adam, that you said that you would never rate a compilation album over three on this podcast, which I think was no goal for them. Yeah, that that person's a lie. But we haven't done any, <laughs> we haven't done any compilations on this current list, so you can change your well, mind if you like. Uh, but th- this came out, this Sun Sessions uh, compilation came out in 1976. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about it. Obviously, as Adam said, it's all of the early um, early times of Elvis's career. And, you know, songs like That's All Right, people talk about as the first ever rock and roll song, the birth of rock and roll. Uh, which is an interesting theory and interesting thoughts and just like a seminal shift, a seminal event. And so this album, I think, is probably the most historic artifact that we have in terms of albums, except because it's not an album, it's a compilation. It's like it's put together Mm. to show what history had. You know what I mean? It's kind of like this is where it came from. This was the beginning of those things. And so that's how I kind of thought about it. Or just kind of experience was, oh, this is really historic. This is a really big moment. And so maybe some of the reasons why it's in our list is because of how big a seminal uh, moment it is. But should we talk about the album? Grace, do you want to tell us what you think and what your thoughts are? I mean, I'm always going to love an Elvis album, no matter what. Um, oh, Just what's not to love? You cannot listen to a single one of these songs and not be tapping your for nods in your head big smile on your face you're just having a great time if you don't love that walking bass line you're a liar <laughs> you're a liar just that little classic walking bass line that is probably the exact same in every single song but we love to hear it we love to hear it makes it absolutely makes it um and i love this the way that elvis's voice sounds here is so not how because obviously everyone thinks of elvis and they think of like that low deep yeah, like they're, they're, I can't do it like Adam can, but I don't think they were right. 
<laughs> Which isn't here. Like, listen to this. I could, you can just imagine this little, like, fresh young whippersnapper. Like, this little, like, happy-go-lucky, trying to prove himself little, adorable little man. Yeah. Um, doesn't know what's coming, but, you know. Um, and I just, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. Beautiful songs. And just, just fun songs. Like, none that are particularly gonna change the world. Um, because I think the, his reputation precedes him from this point on and just continues to make an impact with what's to come as opposed to, you know, this early, this early music just being it. Yeah. Um, but still, great stuff. Some emotional ones. I love mm. you because, oh. you know, what, what a beautiful guy. Imagine Elvis singing that to you when you just cry. Even if he wasn't singing it to you, it makes me cry anyway, so you know, imagine. Um, but yeah, highlights. I love you because Milk Cow Blues Boogie, as weird as it is. I love it. God, I love it. God, I love it. The, Elvis isn't singing to make sense half the time. He's just singing, you know. Um, love it. Blue Moon of Kentucky. Just jam after jam. I don't think there's one on here that you could skip. I mean, maybe people could. I couldn't skip because you've just got to hear them all. They're lighthearted, they're fun, they're easy to listen to. And I love them. Brilliant. Brilliant. I can definitely hear mm. that like early, you know, that ch- not child, but like that young boy thing. You know what I mean? There's like a yeah. a real freshness and energy. And like, yeah, I yeah. love it. So good. Do you know who owns that bass now, Grace? You must know this, right? You don't know. No. Paul McCartney no. owns that bass. Uh, the bass that Elvis <laughs> used to sing on, you know. <laughs> and he like Lovely shows old. it off so much, like, oh, I've just got, I'm just in the office with Elvis's bass. You know what I mean? But I like to think of this story like someone sold it to him and was like, Do you know this is Elvis's? He bought it off him, but it isn't but really. It you know what I mean? I'd love to think. <laughs> yeah, definitely someone, isn't. Some, some like dodgy, dodgy scouser just like riffing off Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it going to be a scouser? I don't know, but you know, like, how, like we've got people in it's our... It's 100% not his face. But we've got people in our family, Adam, and we won't name them, but uh, they go, oh, I found this on the... This fell off the back of a van. And when I used to hear that as a kid, I was like, how careless that people let it fall off the back of a van. <laughs> Oh, wait, it didn't fall off the back of the van. You took it off the back of the van. Uh, I see. You know, I just imagine that. Yeah, Maka, do you want this bass? This Mac- Elvis's bass? I had the... I had the gospel to show you. Yeah. Uh, do you play bass, yeah? You play bass, yeah. Uh, get on this lad. You get on this lad. <laughs> this bass, Elvis, Elvis's band play this bass. No, I swear down, swear down, swear down. You look that. That's how I imagine. 300 notes a second. I swear down. I swear down. Shows for the ton, lad. Shows for the ton. No no questions. Yeah, imagine. Just got to move it quickly. Imagine how much that's worth, though. But anyway, so there you go, Grace. You know, little little Beatles uh, reference right there. Good stuff. What was your favourite song, Grace? If you had to pick one. Uh, Just on this album? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think I'll never let go. I'll never let go. I'll never let go. Mm. You like that? It almost sounds a little bit like Spanish, uh, but it's not. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, you know. I hear that. You know, yeah. little Spanish guitar vibes. Yeah, come on. It fits in with us at El Vanilo. Sounds Spanish, <laughs> but clearly isn't. <laughs> Spanish guitarra. No soy uno lamente. <laughs> sounds Spanish, that. probably wasn't. Amazing. So good. <laughs> 
Adam, thoughts? I've got many thoughts. Many, many thoughts. Uh, thought number one, Elvis is the king. Absolutely. Say it loud, say it proud. Long live the king in our dreams. Forever. Uh, every song on this is incredible. His voice is wonderful. His charisma oozes out. I can <sighs> feel it. He's happy to be doing this. This is what he was born to do. Um, the leaker's hard work is great. Uh, prime example is the solo in That's All Right. Um, it's a guitar solo that probably has been ripped off in a bunch of different country rock songs and rock and roll songs. Um, you know, there's nothing new these days, but just great. Um, country rock and roll is its finest. Um, I just love it. I, th- I think the guitar, the lead guitar is great in a lot of Elvis's songs. You know, there's a lot of little picking bits and just great little solos that last like 30 seconds, but they're just really memorable and kind of really fun. Um, if I have to have a favourite or a couple of favourites on this album, um, it's got to be Trying to Get to You. Oh, mm. Trying to Get to You is one of Elvis's best songs. And if you want a better version, than the, like the one on this album's good, but a better version is on Elvis's 68th comeback special where he's in the one big black leather jumpsuit or whatever. It's great. Mm. And there's a moment in that show which was like a televised show where he sits down, I think with Scott and Bill and a few other of his backing um, instrumentalists, backing band, and they sit in a little circle and he's surrounded by girls, many girls, um, all kind of screaming. And he does trying to get to you. And his voice is a little bit deeper then, obviously, because it's 68. Um, but just that chorus, when I read your love and letter, my heart began to sing. There were many miles between us, but it didn't mean a thing. And he just like, and again, in this recording, you can hear it. Elvis believes it. Elvis has, you could almost say that Elvis has got a letter that day from a girl so many miles away that he's, after this recording session, I'm running, I'm going, I'm getting to it because I have to. And you can hear it. Um, you probably can't. It's just my mind. But in my mind, you can hear it. Um, and I just think it's good. But look up, that's 68 comeback special. He's incredible in it. And he's, and he's dead funny. And honestly... I, I swoon a little bit when I hear Elvis. I'm like, oh gosh. Come up. Elvis. Come up. Oh, he's he's a beautiful man. Um and of course another one that I really like is Blue Moon. Um not over Kentucky, just just Blue Moon. Um because it's the anthem of the best football club in the world. Mm. Blue Moon, you saw me standing alone. Is it? Man City. We are <laughs> we have that song. Um I love Elvis. I do. If you haven't guessed by now, people listen, dear listener, I Elvis is just incredible. Um, you need I, to go to Graceland, you'll be dying. I really do, I really do. Um, when I listen to him, I think I, I have to do it. I have to do what he's doing. Like, I want to be a rock and roll star like Elvis. I want to have hair like Elvis. I want to wear a big white jumpsuit like Elvis. Like, Elvis I just, like Elvis. I mean, if I could, I would. Like, just, <laughs> the man is incredible. I don't know what it is, but he just, it's very hard not to just be like, oh, who is this kid? Who is this guy? I want to croon. I want to rock. I want to sing in a three-piece band and just scream. He doesn't just... even try. He's just there. He's just there. And he just exists just... and girls are like dying. I mean, that's part of it as well. I, you watch, <laughs> you listen to him and, and even watch <laughs> some videos of him and you can understand why artists like John Lennon listened and watched Elvis and thought, I, I have to do this. John Lennon, I don't know whether he ever talked about it, but it's, it's documented that he watched a few of Elvis's films 
in the cinema in like the late 50s and just like that was the moment he knew I have to be a musician I have to be Elvis it was Buddy Holly as well for John Lennon but but just like I listened to that and that I have to, I want to do it yeah so my final note the king lives forever come on come on in Argentina because he isn't actually dead <laughs> he's not a Nazi oh, walker sorry, I thought that, <laughs> where they all live I'm sorry I thought I thought that was the rumour <laughs> Have I mistook? Have I mistook Hitler for uh, Elvis Presley? No one. No wonder you do the history on this. <laughs> I like. I mean, I probably shouldn't, but I like the idea of like, of like a really old ninety-year-old Elvis crawling out, and there's like hundred-year-old Adolf Hitler. Good morning, Elvis. Morning, Elvis. Just like, and he's a terrible human, and he shouldn't have a nice life, and he. He's probably dead, but yeah, well, I hope so. it's nice if they were good neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> I like your music. Very good. I like your music. No, thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. Should, we can't put that in. <laughs> can't I don't think it. so. I think, <laughs> Me doing I think we will have to cut this that Hitler out. was a terrible human. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I've got to wait. There is no but affiliation Elvis, with Elvis Hitler. Was great. <laughs> no, Hitler was terrible, and that was just for comedic purposes. We condemn Nazism <laughs> and fascism wholeheartedly. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> and any other thoughts, Adam? <laughs> I I run out of of superlatives for Elvis. No, seriously, like I, <laughs> I run I run out of superlatives for Elvis. It, both his old stuff, his later stuff. It's all. I mean, there's some terrible stuff when he does his like Blue Hawaii movies and stuff. But even in then, <laughs> we don't even, talk about the films. We don't talk about the films. But even in the films, <laughs> there's gold. Love Me Tender was from one of the films. Are You Lonesome Tonight was in one of the films. Like, there's gold everywhere with all this. And, mm. yeah, just incredible. Brilliant. For me, I think um, the standout track was That's All Right. I think I just really enjoyed it, and I understood why it was the beginning of rock and roll, you know, why it's considered in that frame of mind. Do you know where I came from with this album is, like, I didn't get, I didn't get it, like, for most of the week. I was like, I don't really understand why this why this is on this greatest hits list. You know what I mean? I, I was listening as well, because I don't know any Elvis. I was listening to his number ones album, you know, um, compilation album. And I was like, why? That is a better compilation album. You know, like, just from, like, bangers and hits. And, like, it's got the whole history of Elvis. It's got all of it in there, even to, like, the 2003, you know, remix of Little Less Conversation. You see, like, the whole the whole train of it like you see all the comeback special stuff and and i loved that and i just didn't like this album but then i kind of like mm. tried to understand that historic thing and like the beginnings of and like listening to you both talk has helped me understand it as well and like understand that kind of like the shifting or the changing of the guard you know what i mean the and there's something like i was reading a thing about him like he wasn't the best singer and he wasn't like the best, he didn't write the best songs, or he didn't write many songs. You know what I mean? He wasn't the best guitar player, he wasn't the best singer, but he did all of these things, and he was just truly Elvis, and and like I don't know, his charisma, his like looks, all these things put together, really did just like we talk about like Beatlemania, don't we? About like you're not really sure what it is, you can't ex- you can't understand. It's not just the songs. It's not just these four guys it's something bigger 
something crazier. And maybe it's that like special sauce thing that we talk about as well. And this like um the little the little salt base special sauce thing. Um sprinkle, sprinkle. Yeah. But he Elvis invented that special sauce. He just seems to have it, doesn't he? Like he does have something different than like mm. Hank, Hank Williams, doesn't he? Yeah, like and like Buddy Holly, you can kind of see the same thing, but Buddy Holly was there and then he was gone. You know, like so yeah. quickly. Um mm. Yeah. So I just think um just a, just an amazing yeah, historical album. I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't have put it in this list. I'll put but I'd have put like a great Elvis album in the list. You know what I mean? Like it would have been. But I just don't think it would have been this. I don't know which hipster at Rolling Stone magazine decided this. <laughs> I just don't get that. Because I think that I don't even think this is the best compilation of Elvis songs. You know, like mm-hmm. I think there's better compilations, but maybe I'm wrong and it is like it's that historic value. That puts it in this list. Yeah. What What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think because I mean they're not even they're not the best recordings even like they've been cleaned up the versions that we've listened to digitally. But like seventy six, these wouldn't have been great sounding records. They you know they're from scratchy tape. Sun Records was a really small operation. Um, if you've ever seen the studio, like it's it's not massive. Um, they didn't have all the fancy equipment. They didn't have all the money that, you know, your RCA and your yeah. Capital Records and Atlantic Records and all that had. So, like, and it was pretty primitive anyway, wasn't co- it? Recording in yeah. 55. Definitely. So, like you say, it's not it's not the best sound of recording. And there's probably better, like that number one that's been digitally altered and a lot better. Um, but I, I agree with you. It's the historical significance of it that's that's so important. Like... Like I touched on, Elvis wasn't doing anything that the black community wasn't already doing. Um, Elvis wasn't, you know, gospel, country, rock and roll. Robert Johnson had been singing the blues, you know, taught by the devil in the 30s or whatever. Like, it wasn't anything new. Um, but I guess I guess he I guess he sanitized it and, and took it. And that's what's historically important about Elvis, I guess, is that he kind of made it palatable for white people. And therefore, white people could then... It's like a, it's like a gateway drug, Elvis, because once you discover that and once people... Mm. I say got over their racism because they haven't, but you know what I mean? Once people mm-hmm. kind of... Everything became a bit more integrated, they could go, ah, so listen to Elvis. Have you listened to Howlin' Wolf? Have you listened to Robert Johnson? Have you listened to Little Richard? Have you listened to all these fantastic... Uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp? Have you listened to these fantastic black artists? And people, I guess, wouldn't have that. If it wasn't for Elvis, which is probably a bit of a cop out saying that, but I think that's what makes him historically Do you think, significant um, and why this. You know, on the race thing, like <clears throat> I, I kind of read a few things because we talked about it last week, and I just wanted to be like informed, but I don't, I don't think I am. But, but I, is it the case that like Elvis wasn't racist, but Elvis was in a racist institution, you know, and he so he benefited from that, and he like definitely had white privilege. And like milked it for all it was worth for him, you know what I mean. So like, it's not that it's not that he like was anti-black, but he mm. by not standing up for them, or you know, we all know this now, and this is it's been a big couple of years for this stuff. But like the fact that he just benefited from it was in fact the racism, you know what I mean? And like the because inst- well, yeah. I mean, sa- 
Sam Phillips was like, he's looking for white artists to sing black songs so that he can get them out there. Mm. That's not because he wants black artists out there. It's because he wants to make dollar. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. not let's yeah. not be silly about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And so yeah. he's in a racist institution, isn't he? And so he had, like, I mean, I don't know why we'd expect a kid in that time, in that world, to stand up to racism. But mm. that is that right or is that wrong? I think Elvis wanted... Elvis was, like, desperate to be famous and would, like... Um, like hound Sam Phillips and would send in like a new tape all the time and at the beginning Sam Phillips hated Elvis and was just like he's another one of these kids giving me another like shut up I, I don't want to hear it um, and and originally Elvis would always sing ballads but one of, one of the songs that caught Sam Phillips eye was when they were doing a blues song Yeah, and then like Adam was saying Sam Phillips realised that that was a niche that, that he could be put into um so i don't know whether on some level it was just he was desperate for some kind of fame and sam phillips was there going oh great you can be the next you know i've got all these songs this whole genre that hasn't been you know necessarily brought out yet and you you can be the man for that and maybe Elvis was just like great whatever you want yeah i i'd agree with grace he definitely there is a point I don't know what point it is, but there's a point where Elvis is kind of innocent in it, in, in my opinion, where he's just a kid who's desperate to sing songs and songs that he's heard by integrating himself with, with this community. Um, and he wants to sing these songs and, and he does. And, and yeah, but then is there a point to which he knows about that now and he could use his influence to say, well, I've got a bunch of these musicians or this guy wrote this song, why don't we give a crack at him singing it? I mean, how 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 innocent? How long does he stay innocent? But, but I, one of the interesting stories about Elvis is when he was first kind of on the radio. People didn't know whether he was white or black. Yeah. People couldn't couldn't tell, and the only way they could tell is by asking the radio station to ask him what school did he go to, because obviously if you went to a certain school he'd be white, yeah. if you went to another school because they're not integrated in the South. So I I think I think that's interesting that people. So desperate. What would have happened if Elvis either hadn't answered that, or people thought he was just, whether people thought he was black? Would he be as famous? Would people have still listened? Or when when he was, you know, found out to be white, as it were, did that accelerate his career more? Um, and again, it's the like you said, Matt, it's the institutions that kind of saw dollar signs go through when he was tapping into that genre, as Grace said, um, that hadn't been utilized as much by by white artists yeah and we've come a long way haven't we we i mean mm-hmm. even 10 years later we'd we'd come a long way by like 65 you know and like chuck berry ray charles you know like we we can just be so thankful for those guys and all that they did and you know since then like what i'm so grateful about is that we're not still doing that 60s list Oh, not the 60s list, but, you know, the the Rolling Stones <laughs> list that was full of 60s um, <laughs> artists that were all that are all just white, like, now very rich white guys who are all really old. Mm-hmm. You know, and now on this new list, we actually just get to talk about all kinds of music and all kinds of artists. And I think moves like that, for all that I moan about in, like, hipster um, people who pick lists... Um, you know, we can be grateful that the the world of music is seems to be moving forward and trying to become more diverse. 
Uh, but we've talked about it before, haven't we, about like music owning the things it's done right and wrong, especially those wrong things. Um, and yeah, I think this is a good example of, you know, just acknowledging those things um, and moving forward. Brilliant. So good. Well, I, I did, but I tell you now, I, d I didn't really, I wish we'd have listened to Elvis number ones because that starts with <laughs> that starts with how um heartbreak hotel as soon as i put it on i was like this is sick you know what i mean this is the best and I, <laughs> I don't know i, I just like but maybe that's because i don't have a history of elvis and i, I found myself just mm. loving like later elvis i was like i'm gonna have to go and just listen mm. to that stuff because there's something pretty but it's good to start at the beginning because now you've got the whole journey well that's it yeah that's it i'm gonna watch you're gonna love films. fat elvis you Fat can't Elvis go straight in, in a druggy Elvis. Yeah. you yeah. got to start off at the good boy. The good boy Elvis. <laughs> the good boy Elvis. Good Christian. I'll tell you a fun quote for you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Um, about Elvis from John Lennon. And I think this might have been when, when Elvis died in, like, I think it was 76 or 77. Um, the darkest day. And, and John Lennon said of Elvis, Elvis dies when they sent him to the military, when they sent him to the army. That's when Elvis dies. <sighs> Which I love. It's great. What a line! It's such a John Lennon thing. Elvis died when he went such when he joined the army. That's Lennon what Elvis thing died. to say, isn't it? Isn't it? He didn't even join the army. He went for a photo shoot and came home again. <laughs> he went to Scotland, didn't he? He touched down in Scotland very briefly, which I think was like one of the few times he ever. Well, he never uh, came. He never he came to England because he's scared he, of flying. He <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. It was like the whole thing of like, was it just a publicity stunt? Because mm. you see all these pictures of Elvis stood like looking into the distance in his uniform. Yeah, because they love to see him in his uniform, but like we all love to see him in his uniform. Come on, <laughs> come on. But, uh, but but I tell you, on the journey of Elvis, Fat Elvis, Vegas residency, Fat Elvis is some of the best. Yeah, because like there's one where he's just at the piano and I think he's singing Unchained Melody. Oh nice. Righteous Brothers, and he is. I mean, this can't be long before he he kicks the bucket. He is dripping with sweat, and he can hardly breathe, and you can hear it. And he can like, but his voice is so rich, and like, it never leaves him. I don't think his voice ever leaves him, ever left him at all. And uh, yeah, man. You know, he, when he died, he was jamming with his pals, yeah. and then popped for a poop. powder, powder in his nose. I thought that's and, what you called going in the toilet, Grace. I thought you called it jamming with the guys. I'm just, gonna, <laughs> I'm just jamming with the guys. <laughs> Love that. Wait, but isn't, that the... all, that, isn't that how we all want to go? Just having a jamming sesh. Oh, I thought you meant on the having toilet. I was like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> With your pants down, no after thanks. After snorting fat lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sure. You know. I know. Who's, sure. Who's the... Not from drugs, just from a good time. That's it. Well, I tell you, I've eaten that much fried chicken tonight. So, <laughs> tell you. <laughs> I love, um, is it Tywin? You won't know this, Grace, but in Game of Thrones, he gets uh, shot mm. on the toilet. <sighs> By his son. Yeah, Tywin Lannister. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a scene. Shot with that a was when Game of Thrones was Amazing. Good. Got no respect for that. He's vulnerable. <laughs> Let him stand up, pull his pants up, then get him. This is the only Speaking time he vulnerable. is vulnerable. <laughs> Speaking of vulnerable while having a poo, yeah. that is why right. dogs <laughs> look at you while they're having a poo. So they look at you and, and it, if you ever wonder why your dog gives you intense eye contact. So when dogs a go dog. for a poo and they give you that intense eye contact, that's because they're like, hey, I'm really vulnerable here. You need to look out for attackers. Because, like, I am shaking. Shaking like a shitting dog. Shaking like a leaf here. 
you need to look out. That's why they're always like, well, you look out because I'm I'm busy, you know. So that's a fun little fun little fact for you. Thanks. Yeah, really good. Vulnerable on the toilet. Well, I would. <laughs> Speaking of being vulnerable on the toilet, I, I have to say that. <laughs> well, do you know what? I was I was listening to um, which is on back on the Elvis thing. I, I was listening to Burn in Love <laughs> and Way Down, and I was like, oh, this guy, man, oh, Way Come Down, on. Way Down, his voice, Way on Down, that that. Oh. I, it gets me. Sorry. I was like, this guy, why? I I mean, it's a. Listen to in the ghetto. I listened to that as well. Oh. Amazing. But um, I just don't know how I've never listened to Elvis. That I I find it funny that we do a music podcast, you know what I mean? And I've never listened to like the most basic <laughs> of like artists. But, uh, you know. I get that. So funny. Yeah. Let's book a holiday to Memphis, guys. Sounds oh, great. Thanks. I love it. Sounds great. When June twenty one. What twenty one? June twenty one. We're going in three months. To- 21st of June, when oh, everything opens up again, right. Memphis. Let's go. She was doing American dates. Oh, sorry. <laughs> June 21st. I, t- I tell you, right. I, when we're going home. I need to go to America with Adam because if he's going to do accents like this more often, it's just got to be done. Amazing. Shall we take a break? Anyone got anything else to say about Elvis or are we pretty much? Pretty just much just love him. Yeah, I'm going to get on a bit of Elvis. So, yeah. So good. Um, let's take a break and then we're going to talk about Times by S.G. Lewis. Amazing. Well, welcome back from the break. We're going to talk about Times by S.G. Lewis. And S.G. Lewis, Samuel George Lewis, right? Born 1994. Come on. What a young boy. Wow. What an absolutely wow. young boy. Uh, he's a singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, known for collaborating with J.P. Cooper, uh, with Bruno uh, Major, with Francis Claro, brilliant, and Lainey. So, you know, some big artists right there. And he's from uh, Reading uh, originally. And he moved, well, Uh-oh. he had a residency in Liverpool, in Chibuku. Uh, which I've never been to. So, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, I've never been on a night out in Liverpool. So, I am not really the person <laughs> for talking about these. So, things. he's from Reading. He's from Reading, but he had but, a res But he lived Well, he had a Reddin- Reddin- Re- oh my goodness, residency. One more time. One more time. <laughs> a residency <laughs> DJing in Liverpool, which I don't think means he stayed. I mean, you can still travel around the country, can't you? But I mean, he mm. regularly DJs. Mm in liverpool right, right. that's how all the nice. all the best stars dj in liverpool classic where um where about liverpool uh, did you shibuku no nah, i never went shibuku. i'm just wondering like if i'd have because i'm like a year younger than them so like you think you went to town with them? Don't know whether you know them <gasps> well i don't know whether i'd have i'd have been in town with, but probably not because i don't i don't do raves no, you'd, he's from Redding. you'd be a posh boy hello there liverpool yeah no <laughs> even that was quite scouts like yeah, I mean, I've never heard um, of this place. I don't even know where it is, but uh, it's no? been going for 15 years. Chibuku. I don't know. I mean, yeah. once once again, I don't know anything because uh, I don't go out. But, you know. Just... It's not heebie-jeebies. I'm not there. <laughs> you go to heebie-jeebies. I've been to heebie-jeebies a few times. Amazing. Heebie-jeebies, no joke. <laughs> All the, all the good places. I just go... I hate night out. <laughs> yeah, I just go to all these places that, like, do whiskey and are going to be quiet. So I go to, like, all the old man pubs. That's that's the kind of night out. And because we live in town... I go to the chippy on the corner. Yeah, that... <laughs> it's a good night out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
and fish and chips in. Everyone else can stay in the club. <laughs> not to get too deep, but there was a time in my life where you just you're out, and I didn't go out loads. I'm not gonna like pretend I was some mad raver, but like you go out, and like I just noticed, I'm standing there. I'm not happy. I don't want to be here. Look around. None of these people are happy. None of them. They're all just pretending to be happy. And we all go home, get a Mackey's, all go home and just sit in bed and watch. So all together, just watch some, some films. Yeah. I mean, no one's happy on a night out, guarantee. They're all just finding something to make them happy. Come on. That's as deep as I'm going. Preach the gospel, Adam, come on. And Jesus come on. is the... They're filling the, their voids with the wrong things. The Holy I Spirit do, needs to fill their voids. And I'm not, I don't want to be a downer because I realise we're quite... We're quite uptight on this podcast sometimes. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> so like go uptight. out, party, drink, not a problem. <laughs> All of you go home, you're depressed. <laughs> do do the substances. However, I mean, no, sensible. no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, I like Don't there's a balance. But what I'm saying is, like, I think the majority of people try and fill their time with dirty raves when when there's no need to. Yeah. Have a night out, enjoy your time with your mates. But you know, I think you, some people are just trying to find something that's not there. Remember your life, kids. Remember you know I mean? your yeah. life. I mean, after this, I could have a fun. night out and pr- go pretty hard, to be honest, because this has been. Oh, oh, I absolutely would. Yeah, love so to. I mean, let's not pretend we're uptight because. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be a pop world at 3 a.m. spinning around that pole, no problem. Let <laughs> me with it. But, uh... I think I saw a fighting pop world once. Someone might have got stabbed. Oh, my God. Or at least punched. There was blood. Oh my goodness! I just remember being like, "Oh, there's something going on there." Wow. Well, it was during the uh, during the High School Musical medley as well. So <laughs> didn't appreciate it. Didn't appreciate it at all. There was classic Disney going on. What are you doing? Amazing. <laughs> that's, that's such a funny story. Well, all that to be said. Enneagram Nine over there is like, please, peace everyone, and love, guys. Peace fight. and love. <laughs> Get that knife. It will be tossed. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Ringo. It should. I tell be. you what, Ringo must have been a nine. I'm just putting it out there. He was peace and love. He was just any I'm nine everywhere. You know what I mean? Octopus's Garden is a nine song. <laughs> hey man, what? I don't want to fight. I want to chill in my garden. John, John. No, I'll kill him. Shut up. <laughs> What's the angry one? John was an angry one. John. Ah. Uh, an one. eight is a, He's is a, a one. one and an eight. Or a five. Well, John is a one because it's like, it's um the perfectionist, but they want like world order. You know what I mean? They want things how it should be, you know. Like 71, John is pretty like, you know, all we are we saying. all shine on. Give peace a chance and all that. That's right. Oh, there we go. Give it to me, you bastard. <laughs> <It's probably laughs> I mean, angry, angry fella. Who, who knows what Paul is to you, but I'm going to put it out there a minus five. Absolutely. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I love Paul McCartney, one of, my, one of my idols, but I get the feeling that later on in the Beatles, he was not not a fun guy to be around. We come across uptight and anti Paul, and we're neither of those things, but we are both of those things <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, well, S.G. Lewis. Um, he yeah, had a residency <laughs> in Liverpool and Liverpool has a great nightlife and is known for its nightlife mm. and uh, if you go out you might get stabbed in pop world so be careful kids hey, no. <laughs> only mugs carry knives right? <laughs> your wool but Elvis's base might fall off the back of a van so you never know <laughs> so, swings yeah. around about that's it uh, the roundabouts is where it fell off funnily enough <laughs> that's, that's so funny so SG Wells 
whatever his name is. <laughs> S.G. Wells. I keep thinking he's like some We're kind of... We're never going to talk about this guy. I well, I keep thinking about him as some kind of write, writer. I wrote down... Um, I don't know what I wrote down now, but it's something like S.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells wrote War of the Worlds, <laughs> I think. So I think that's what I'm getting confused with. I'm going to stop interrupting Matt. Sorry. Yeah, well, let's just get through this quickly and then we can say what we think about it for that because otherwise... We're... Who, who, is, who is Wells? Sorry. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Sorry. Derailed it. Get back, Matt. Get back. <laughs> After this residency, he goes, mm. to, wait, wait, wait. he goes to L.A. He gets signed in L.A. Ooh. I'm just doing the short version now. <laughs> he releases loads of singles and this is his first album if you haven't listened to it we've talked about it for longer than the album is so <laughs> uh the album has is like it's pretty um upbeat isn't it and it's quite it's quite weird having like a big house kind of upbeat album that comes out in 2021 because no one can leave their house. Like, no one can go to the clubs and listen to this. Uh, but it's kind of <laughs> harking back to that, like, 70s disco vibe. So it's like a house version of those things. It's like, um, it's pretty alt. It's kind of like alt-rock, housey, disco-y. It's like all these things amalgamated into one. And so uh, there's this interview with Now Rogers and, like, Now Rogers is, like, talking about the 70s and the like doing all that stuff and like going into he used to be a jazz musician and everyone would just sit and listen to the music and then he goes into this disco and it's mental and everyone's dancing with each other they don't even know each other but they're all dancing together you know they're listening to the village people they're listening to donna summers and the music never stops it's like banger after banger after banger and that's amazing and so somehow um sg lewis has got nostalgic for that stuff you know what i mean he's like he wasn't there, but he's he wants to bring that um to to the forefront and that's what this album is like. And the Guardian talked about in their like review, um, about how like it's kind of ir- hauntingly ironic that this album comes out this year when no one can dance to it. But I tell you, this is the album that I got my personal best to, you know? <laughs> this is the one because it was hey. it's just upbeat and it's just like uh pumping. But should we talk a bit more? Whether we liked it, what we liked about it, what we disliked. Grace, what do you think about it? Um, Well, I wasn't put on this earth to listen to this kind of music. I'm I'm just (laughs) going to come out with that. What were you put on this earth to? (laughs) (laughs) To listen to Albert's. This genre is just not my genre, you know. It's just not my jam, Right. you know. It's not, I want to get my personal best run into this, right. tell you now. You know, you know, we're all different, aren't we? We are, you know? we are. And that's okay, you know. Different strokes for different folks, as they like to say. As they like to say. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like this is the kind of music that you have on in the background because you're not listening to it because it's, you're not, that's just nothing to listen to. It's like you're getting ready for something or you're doing like the cleaning or do you know what I mean? Like you're pottering around the house and this is on in the background. Yeah. You're doing something else. Something else is the focus. Yeah. And this music's just there. Yeah. That's what this was for me. Um, you know, it's not like you can sing along to it or anything like that. Um, and it's strange because the um the Rosner's interlude. Yeah. I love what he's saying. And it's getting me pumped. And then I remember, oh, but it's on this album. <laughs> 
And then it goes, the album carries on and the next song comes and I'm like, well, this feels strange now because he's just bigged, bigged up this whole like, you know, yeah, yeah. rose tinted glasses looking back at the past. Yeah. Anyway, here's some more garbage. Bit weird. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not here for this album, to be honest. There was a lot of, you know, f- skipping the song after a minute. I didn't, there wasn't one song that I finished. Wow. Um, but you know. I committed. I made it to the end, well, but well not done. to the end of the end. Yeah, yeah. You know. Amazing. Adam, thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I agree with Grace, but not as strongly. Right. So mm. let, let's unpack that. So uh, <laughs> I was disappointed. You, Matt, you promised me I 70s, 80s disco. I hadn't listened to it, mm. but I mm-hmm. just saw Now Rogers and had read a review. So I, I mean, apologize. I don't blame you, really, because you went to know. No, it's fine. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, but I was disappointed. It was a little bit <laughs> No, little it's bit fine, so but was I was no... disappointed. <laughs> That's I was the best disappointed. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. But it's I was fine, disappointed. but it's not fine. Yeah. So, so I, like the, the songs that you, or the artists you mentioned, why, why is it? The Village People, uh, Donna Summer, Nile Rodgers, so you got Sheik, Shaka Khan, yeah. all that. The, the songs that they produce, the disco songs, they have this kind of, vibe that Ashley Lewis is doing but they've got a distinctive voice they've got distinctive you know lyrics and, and song and there's like a lead I mean off the wall Michael Jackson in my opinion one of the greatest kind of semi-disco uh, albums that's <clears throat> ever been made but then my knowledge of disco is very limited yeah Um. you know you've got Michael's voice you've got a singer who is kind of adding to the music you know, that's what I wanted. I wanted a Michael Jackson, a Pharrell Williams, like the stuff he did with Daft Punk, um, Shaka Khan, Sheik, anything like that, just something like that. But only thing that came close was Feed the Fire, which I, I did like. I did like. I'm going to say, this album, you can strut to it. I understand how you got your personal best because there is a funk to it. There's, I strutted my personal I, best. I, for sure. <laughs> you know, proper Saturday Night Fever. I, I listened to it walking down to the... I like this uh, the whole way. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like that, Um But yeah, so I I listened to it walking to um, the the local retail estate or whatever you call it, um, and yeah, like it's 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 decent to walk along to. It's just they kind of all a little bit samey, and and you know, there's nothing there to really, there's nothing for you to grab onto. Like yeah, you can listen to the baseline, but that's only going to get you so far. Or yes, you can listen to the drums or you know, a little bit of guitar, but I, I want some lyrics. I want some, you know, yeah. get to read on the floor, something like that. I want something like that. I want some soul train. I want something to kind of really grab me. Um, yeah. But I mean, that that's, I guess, my own personal preference. I can imagine if I stepped back in time to a 70s disco, you know, Studio 54 or whatever it's called, it's not all going to be, you know, Diana Ross, Donna Summer, you know, that type of music. There's going to be some instrumental bits. There's going to be stuff that, isn't what I, I thought it would be. So it's just my personal preference, I think. The bass on this album is great. Um, again, great bass lines, love that. Um, but nothing made me think it was all amazing. It was kind of middle of the road for me. It, it was it was no off the wall, I tell you that much. Mm. You know, it was no freak out by Chic. It was no, you know, you should be dancing. It wasn't even close to the Bee Gees. And Bee Gees are hardly disco, but... Yeah, well, I, I you know, kind of from thought. the now Rogers thing, he said like, you know, mm. we people love the chorus, so we started every song with a 
a chorus, you know. So like, mm. Le Freak, like that's what happens. You know what I mean? We are family. That's what happens. Like straight in with the chorus, they're just banging it out. But but with this music, like, what is the chorus? You know what I mean? Because we've got hooks and we've yeah. got different things. But but if I tell you now, if SG Lewis brought out a disco album, you'd both be slating it, and you'd both be saying it sounds like dab music. So so like, there's a point, <laughs> isn't there, where like. I don't know. Like it, it does sound like it comes from the twenty first century, doesn't it? I guess I, I don't know. Mm, mm-hmm. There is a modern twist to yeah. it, like you said. That it's it didn't click with me until you said it, but it makes sense that it's kind of it's not just disco. It's like house disco, mm. and that that makes sense now that you said that. I kind of oh yeah, that's that's what it was. Because if sense. we leave the, the now Rogers thing and like place ourselves mm. in a nightclub in Liverpool, we'd be buzzing if this was on. Like we would be having a boss time. You know what I mean? Because it's something so Yeah, different. this would be on in a club, yeah. We'd be having the best yeah. time. Like, me and Adam do this gig that we've talked about all the time, but there's this vicar, and he, he is the DJ before the gig, right? And we're having so the good. best time, and, like, we almost don't want the gig to start. Like, we're doing the music, <laughs> but we don't want to do it because the DJ is, like, so great, and he's playing stuff like this, and he's a vicar. It's boss, you know what I mean? Proper bangers. And it's because the subs, like the system's so good, and we're sitting like just be at next to stage, and it's sick, and everyone's dancing, everyone's having a great time. But this year, that's not our lives. Our lives are we meet mm. on Zoom, <laughs> and we. And that's the most <laughs> exciting thing that's happened to us. So, if, so part of me thinks, of course, I'm not gonna like this. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Mm. But I, I do th- agree with you, Grace. If we were like. Remember, like, that year we were going to loads of weddings? and so, I mean, Grace, your your wedding was one of them, but, like, mm. and we were all, like, getting ready to go to the wedding and stuff like that, and we were all, like, we'd do it together, yeah. and then we'd go together and stuff this like that. This would be on in the background. It'd be on. I totally agreed with you with that stuff, but, um, mm. so it's ironic mm. that this is called Times, and it doesn't fit our time. You know what I mean? Like, that is kind of, like, <laughs> but maybe, like, yeah. I mean, hopefully by the summer, and we're opened up a little bit, if yeah, we're outside with a barbecue... And we've got this out on, on the background. I can see us loving that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. We'll wait and see, won't we? Mm. We'll wait and see. I mean, if Boris pushes us back and we're still listening to this, just crying at home on Zoom. <laughs> That's not going to help anyone, is it? But, uh, but yeah. Are, are we all, just to like get this out of the way, we all agreed that we'd pick Elvis over this. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of unfair, isn't it? Absolutely. A little bit. Mm. It would take something truly spectacular to come up against Elvis. I like the king. And a lyricless mash. Well, what? Yeah, it would have to take John Lennon back from the dead. I don't mean it is unfair, but I just mean like there's no competition. It's like Barcelona playing against a ten-year-old. You know what I mean? It doesn't like Mm. Barcelona are always going to win. I don't know why I picked Barcelona. They're not even good at football at the moment. (laughs) That's who we're going. It is like the maddest contrast this week. Yeah. Like I don't think we've had a week so far where it's been like such a contrast between the albums. And I guess that's the point of what we're trying to do, isn't Mm. it? Just showcase like Mm. because I I, there's loads of people that like just go. I don't listen to old music because it's crap. And it's not, you know, it's timeless and it's amazing. Yeah. It might not be what you're listening mm. to. But maybe, I mean, I think that's a millennial thing and like Gen Z's are pretty game for any genre, anything old, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're not here to talk about that, so we mm. won't bother. Mm. If we gave the Elvis album a rating, Grace, what are you giving it? 
4.5. Amazing. Adam? Mm. Five. Hey. <laughs> uh, any and all Elvis gets Is it in five. your Hall of Fame? It would get in my Hall of Fame. We are doing Along Hall with of Elvis Fame. Costello. Are you putting this in? Are we? Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> it's just been so long <laughs> since anyone's done it. <laughs> I can't even. Remember. I know. I know. Um, Elvis Costello's in mine, but I got no idea. Well, who else. well, we restarted it. So. Um, oh yeah. Did I put Aretha Franklin in mine? Because if not, I should have done. I think so. But she's not on this one, is she? Yeah. Oh, because we skipped her. Oh yeah. You know, so she's in all of ours, isn't she? I just realised we're gonna have an amalgamated Hall of Fame. That's what's gonna happen. Um, because there are some songs that we've skipped because we've already done them, but are on this list. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So the last one we both gave, uh, anyone gave anything to was Red by Taylor Swift. Me and Grace gave it five each, mm. and we both put it in our Hall of Fame. Um, so, Adam, this is going in your Hall of Fame? For sure. Come for on. Sure. Big deal. Grace, is it going in your Hall of Fame? <sighs> Do you know it's close? Because we're so far down the list, I want to reserve my places. I don't think you're going to hit 10, so you know. <laughs> you're not going to hit 10 artists. <laughs> I'm too reserved. I think I only have Aretha in there right now. What if this is the only Elvis on our list? And Taylor Swift. Okay, well, if that's the case, then yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it backtrack, is. Backtrack, backtrack. What? I can't imagine there'd be anything else. There isn't anything else. This is it. No. Which, th- which is what I'm None saying. None of his latest stuff. Well, this is what I'm saying. PR hipster somewhere has decided that this is the best Elvis gets, and it isn't. Uh, okay. Okay. P- please, can you enter him into my Hall of Fame, Matthew? <laughs> of course. I would love to, Grace. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5 as well, which mm. puts it firmly, guys, at our favorite album of all time. Hey, wow. really? Yeah, easily, because amazing. I think, I'm, I'm alright with that. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure I am, but you know, that's where it is. So, <laughs> but, um, but there you go. That's where it's staying for now. It's almost a perfect album, you know. Come on, which come I mean, up. Definitely haven't had mm. one of them. See, but now I'm now you know, I'm backtracking. When you say it like that, because like, it ain't. Yeah, guys, I'm changing my mind. <laughs> it's not. I'm giving it a four. <laughs> I'm going four. Why have you said that? <laughs> Why? Because it's not a perfect album. We're going to listen to things and we're going to be like, this is a sick album. But this this is a compilation. Well, we'll go back to that again. Do you have all the scores for every album written down? I do. What do we give Aretha? So I don't write in front of me. (laughs) I do have it. Can I? um, I could get it. I want to change mine now. I can't give it a five. It's going to have to be a 4.5. I can't. You're right. It's not. not I said that and you went, really? I know. Really? I, I, I was convinced. I'm trying to keep really? I can't. You talk about Adam like he's C3PO, honestly. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. A 3.5. <laughs> How rude. Right. Let me tell you what Aretha got. Uh, see, this is where it gets all sketchy because we start comparing then, you know, and it gets a bit crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it'd be good if Excel spreadsheets opened quicker. Oh, um, I love that you have an Excel spreadsheet. I've got two, one for the old list, one for the new, you know. I love that. Um, what What are you asking me about? <laughs> what, what, um, what scores we gave for Lady Soul and um, I never Cool, know. so Lady Soul... Oh yeah, we did two. Yeah, it got 12.5 out Oof. of 15. 
And mm, I never cool. loved a man the way I love you. Got 12.4. Oh, <laughs> specific. Very specific. I'd put I never loved a man above Lady So. Oh, wait, was I? What one Can I you see from your little spreadsheet, Matt, what was the highest rank of mum? Yeah. Uh, I never loved a man was higher. And then Lady Saw was. No, I mean, I can do the math like that. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, no, I mean on the list. I mean, on the list. Like, all together. Like, yeah. out of every song there, not just those two Aretha ones. Oh, out of it. So, what are you asking? If it is it the highest like, rated out of, out of all of them? Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. except for uh, Imagine by John Lennon, which got 12.5. Oh, so as it, but tw- it. That didn't beat it. That just got the same score as it. Yeah. And that one doesn't count because I wasn't on the same page. But, uh, but you did we give it a score. You gave it a 2.5. Yeah. 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 And it got two fives. But you know. <laughs> Classic. Classic. But there you go. Just, uh, <laughs> just while we're here, we may as well do the whole whole thing. Hall of Fame moment right mm. here. So Adam mm. has got this year's model um, and oh. he has got... It says, Adam, that you put Dusty and Memphis in, but I, that can't be right. No. So, that can't so be it right might be Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. That I think I did. Right. Yeah, that Stevie is my mistake. Right. I'm going to have to go through this because it says you rated that really high too. But I know it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Who knows? I don't know what's going on anymore. Anyway, <laughs> it says you gave Dusty and Memphis a 4.7, so I think there's a mistake here. I'll have to go back. We can listen again, there's so that's all right. Um, my Hall of Fame is the freewheeling Bob Dylan. Come on. Bitches Brew, which, Grace, you said you wouldn't put in your <laughs> Hall of Fame, um, and you don't have any on this list either anyway, Grace. And the only other one you said was Red. And I said red as well. Did I not put Aretha in my Hall of Fame? You didn't. Wow. Wow. Uh, On Women's History Month as well. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Great job. I think you're lying. I'm going to go back and listen. Well, well, don't say go back and listen. Maybe you could just start listening. Put her in. And then. Put her in. (laughs) But I tell you what we're going to do is when we get to 100, I'm going to give us an opportunity to make some changes Mm. and to change our Hall of Fame, I think. Bold, yeah. bold choice. Mm. Mm. But it might change is gonna come. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, okay, brilliant. So, Adam, it's time to quiz. Hey, mate, give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Hey, mate, give us a word. Matt, give us a word. Grace, give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Mate, give us a word. Hey, mate, give us a word. Oi, mate, give us a word. Hey, are you going to give me a word or not? Give us a word. Oh, I just want a word so bad. <laughs> oh, give me a word. All right. I still love the story that your flatmate came back. And you're in the middle of recording. I I don't want to scream that out loud, so I'm just going to very quietly (laughs) lean into the mic for volume. Yeah. So if anyone wants to donate a few million to me so I can make a recording studio, that's much appreciated. Come on. When this all opens up, Adam, you can do it in the Mm. little studio I've got here. 
and we'll just like belt it out. You know what I mean? We'll just properly do it. <laughs> Make a proper live version of Quizzing Time. <laughs> Come on. Well, guys, when we, we do our hundredth episode and we do that like in mm. person with a room full of people, Adam, you can do a full mm. live Quizzing Time. How wonderful Ooh. that would be! Come on, guys. That would be wonderful. This episode was filmed in front of a live studio audience. That's what it'd be like. Get that canned laughter in. <laughs> We should just start putting <laughs> can laughter in anyway. That would that needs to happen. It would really be an ego boost for me. So, um, right. Okay, I don't have a coin again. I do this every time. Um, right, Sam, guys, uh, I believe it's two. Come on. Am I right in saying that? So, Grace, you were storming ahead, and then you you really and then you gave it all the chat, and you fell off. It's a, it's a hustle, guys. That's how you do it. It's a pile of crap is what it is. Sam. It's a hustle. <laughs> it's a pile of crap. It's a hustle. Did you see what I did there? It's a scam. Um, so, uh, I don't know who we had last time, um, but we're going to go with Matt first. And your first word that I want you to give me, uh, it's a combination. It can either be, so the word is dance, but I will accept oh. dancing. Dancing. Okay. Dancer. Just dance. Yeah? Yes. Okay. okay. A little bit of a hint. So, Matt, you're going first. Your word, give us a word, is dance. Tiny dancer. Nice. Ah! Dancing in the street. Bye. Uh, Mamas and the Papas. Okay, cool. That's fine. Um, <sighs> I'm sweating then. Uh, dancing on the ceiling. Nice. Oh, Dance with my father. Nice. Great song. Uh, Come on. Basic great. Just dance. Yep. Bye. By that famous guy, David Bowie. Uh, okay. No. Uh, that's not. No. What? But you know What's what? I'm going to accept Just Dance because Are you it, messing? it's not. What? But then, it's not what? It, that's not the one by David Bowie. It's not. It's by Lady Gaga. Just oh, That's what I meant. Yeah. I get them mistaken. No, it's exactly. not. Exactly. So He's making the it up. One He's by doing David what I Bowie, do. This is a hint. It's not. The one by David Bowie still up for grabs. Anyway, Grace, you're there. Are we letting Matt have that? That he just, just made go. up a song? <laughs> we are letting him have it. Come on. Stop stalling, Grace. We're not having this, though. <laughs> Evacuate the dance floor. Okay, good. Cause God, hey! I'm the virgin balancer. Uh, dancing in the moonlight. <sighs> Bye. Uh, Thin Lizzie. Yep. <gasps> dance, dance. Nice. Come on. Shut up and dance with me. <sighs> yep. I stole that from you the other week, Grace. Did I say that one? Yeah, when we're doing... I don't know. Um, come on. <laughs> Three. Two. Dance for me. She doesn't know, man. Who you don't know who that's by. Who by? <laughs> you, ju- you who just by? did it. Can I have the the free pass that Matt had? No. Wow. Because Let's Dance or Just Dance is a well-known song. So I knew what that was. Dance for me. What's that? Who buys? You got 10 seconds. (laughs) Who's it by? Justin Timberlake. Let's Dance With Me, I think. I've got more. It's okay. No, it's called Rock Your Body. Rock Your Mm -hmm. Body. It's called Rock Your Body. (laughs) So no great she lost that one. But he says, Dad, to me. That's oh, not well, that's the game. Get all the points then, Grace. Bye, and they'll see you. <laughs> no. 
Sam, let me give you <sighs> let me give you someone's uh, <laughs> Dance and Fool by Frank Zappa. Uh, Land of a Thousand Dancers, Wilson Pickett. Uh, let's see, Too Hair to Dance by Duffy. Um, there's some really some big ones. Big, big one. Safety dance. Oh, hats. I love safety dance. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends you behind. Your friends. I love safety dance. Don't dance <laughs> Everybody dance by Sheik. Everybody dance. Oh, yeah. um, dance, dance, follow boy, like you said. Grace. Um, just a lot. Of, there's a lot of ones with dance. Hey, so dance, well dance monkey. Very. I hate that song. I hate that song. It's bad, isn't it? It's so boring. Oh, Grim. Gets in your head, though. It's annoying, isn't it? Does. Hey. TikTok and get in the bin. What? Hold on now. Hey. Whoa. Oh, no. So, one nil to me. I'm thinking of it. One nil to me at the moment. I'm thinking of a way. Dancing Queen. I've got them all coming now. Oh. I mean, that's the. By the way, folks, listen to Lewis Capaldi's version of Dancing Queen. It is marvellous. Uh, right, Lewis Capaldi doesn't get enough credit. I don't think he does, you're right. It's because he's dead I asked Alexa to play. Sings, that's why. No, no, he's not, right. He's not, he's got a I game. asked Alexa to play Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> because play, she doesn't announce every song. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, obviously she doesn't announce every song, so one song was playing and I had no idea what it was called, but it moved me. I, I like so it. different. It is music. It is music. <laughs> wow. Aleka. The, the kids in nursery would be having Alexa in nursery and the kids are all like, ay yeah, yeah. Ay, yeah, That's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Kicking off of them. Crazy. Okay. Folks. I didn't even have Wi-Fi when I was a kid. Oh, man. <laughs> We had flipping dial-up and kids are saying Alexa. Oh, Right, folks. Now, this one's a bit of a wild oh, card. Oh, there we go. Okay. Ooh. Right. I will accept any of the following. So the word is kind of drink. So I will accept drink, drinking, drunk, anything like that. I will also accept, and this is the wild card, songs with just a beverage in the title. For what? example, For example... <laughs> You know, red wine or something like that. I probably gave it away. You know, anything like that. So, so I accept hard. drink, drunk, drinking, or a beverage name. Any if you can drink it, it counts. Okay. If you can drink it, it counts. You can drink it, it counts. Oh no 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 no! Oh no! Okay. I'm not. Can I just, can I before are, we before we go? So yeah. if you have a song, so ah. Uh, well, I don't know. I can't explain it without giving it away, but like a colloquialism, which is even easy for me to say, of like. Colloquialism. So if you said, like, I'm having a. Like, having a pint. I'm having a bevy. Yeah, or what about like a brew? Yes, I'll accept it. Okay, so just like anything drink related. I feel like. I feel like drink is and drunk is, is quite difficult. I don't think there's too many. So I will that's why I'm accepting drink, drunk, drinking, um, things like that, or an actual there beverage. Isn't, or there, something like that. Grace, you are going first, I believe. Okay. Okay. I will give you a countdown from five, five, four, three, two, one. Give us a word. Bitches brew. 
Oh, well done. Nice. Uh, there's a song I like by Mountain Brew called Mountain Brew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, drunk in love. Nice. Hang on. Hang on. Drunk isn't what? a drink. No. Drink, d- drank, drunk. That's drink, what he drank, said. Drunk, drunk. That and also beverage. I said it very you clearly. Said drunk as in drinking. Tense, but drunk is a no, is a fate. Is like no. a state. No, drinking. It counts. It counts. Red. But bitches brew wasn't really about a cup of tea. <sighs> or a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was about a bitch's brew, a little dog with a little brew. Uh, red, red wine. Nice. Um, uh, drunk by Ed Sheeran. Nice. Mistletoe and wine. Nice. Come uh, on. Um. It's a song about orange juice. <gasps> Tea and toast. Bye. By that girl who was on X Factor and was dead Go annoying. On. Go on, just give me a um, first name. Her name's like I know Louise. You've got it. Lisa no. Louise. I'll let you have it, but I just come on. Oh, it's oh Lucy Spracken. Maisie. Lucy Spracken. Amazing. What Matt? On last week's album, uh, guests had a song called Fine oh. Wine. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, yeah. Come yeah. Milk Milk Cow Blues Boogie. Hey. Yep, milk. Milk. Yeah, very tenuous that one because it's not the drink. It's actually talking about a cow that's a milk. Milk. Butcher. There you Come on. milk. While while I'm on it, there's a fine wine, I think, by um. Oh my goodness. There's another fine wine. <laughs> by who? Um, by Young Bane. It's like it's really obscure. Yes. How do you? That's very obscure. Are we? Uh, I really hope we're all being honest here. Oh, I feel like he's googling. Well, how can I? Well, I really. I just. Well, I'm not. I'll let you have it. I just hope that we're all. Yeah. Well. Being okay, honest. Fine. You've really got yourself to blame. That's, well, I mean, I'm about to run out, so. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Race cap. Um, cold coffee. Cold coffee. Yes. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye. Ed Sheeran. Okay. Cool. <sighs> Yeah, I am actually out. Um, yes! Yes! Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Let me, just, let me just double check that cold coffee. I'll sing for it if you want. Nope. Shells like... No, really, I'm good. So there was quite yeah. a few uh, ones that weren't said. Champagne Supernova. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, what um, a song. I yeah. love that song. There's something um, deeply spiritual about that song, you know. There's something <laughs> deeply, deeply spiritual. <laughs> um, cigarettes and alcohol also oh, by Oasis I would have accepted that um, Champagne Problems by either Megan Trainer or Taylor Swift oh we listened to uh, Champagne uh, or, by or Nick Jonas <laughs> all three there was a Champagne Problems um, by um, by Taylor Swift I think on her latest album <laughs> I don't know yeah. um, one that's a little bit tenuous Bridge Over Troubled Water oh I'm <laughs> oh, sorry Smoke uh, on the Water the over there Interesting. I mean, <laughs> it's a cocktail. Um, Black Coffee by All Saints. Um, you know, Beer Never Broke My Heart by Luke Combs. Just all, all the good There's ones. There's all sorts of whiskey ones. There's Whiskey in the Jar. Oh, so, yeah, that is quite a few. So, I believe that's one, one. I've lost track. Who's 
One, one. one all. up to a tiebreaker. This is the one. Um, I'm going to need to think. Red, red, white. I hope we get to listen to some kind of reggae scar. Uh, there's some stuff. Bob Marley on the list. I've seen that. <gasps> Could you be love? <laughs> I want to love is that, is that your impression there, Grace? Because let me tell you, you sounded, you sounded more like an air, ho- air horn than you did Bob Marley. That is a great song, though. In honour of um, National Women's History Month or something like that. I can't remember the exact title. The word that I want is woman or women and um, well that's what uh, I want I want songs with woman or women can it be girl in the title um, I, w- I will accept hey. girl hey okay. I will um, so those are that, that's it that's what you got Sam uh, Grace you're not going first it's Matt's time now uh, Matt <laughs> you're Matt's up time. first um, girl by the Beatles. Nice. Um, beautiful girls. Beautiful girls. Oh, I'm well aware, of Mr. Kingston. <laughs> uh, woman by John Lennon. <laughs> oh, I love that song so much. You make me feel like a natural woman. Mm. Woman. <laughs> um, woman is the end of the world. Another <laughs> John Lennon. Oh, that one's not. Not really happy with that one, but sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it does um, win your quiz. <laughs> Dangerous woman. Oh, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a song called Woman by Wolf Mother, and that is a song, man. Are we accepting well, Mother yeah. as well? I think I know that. Just to like... No. Okay, no. fine. It's too much. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, big girls don't cry. Yep, nice. Um, no woman, no cry. Ah. Yep. Um, um, my girl. Yeah. Uptown yep. girl. Yep. Oh, that was yes. um, going to be my one. But um, she's a woman. Yep, yep. She's always a woman to me. Be- beautiful. Yeah. Come on. Um, I'm going to say... She's she's always a, is that what you just said? She's always a woman. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, um, uh, ah, boss. I'm out. Yeah, I can't. What was that? To- the one on what was the one on Tommy? Was the one? It was Queen. What was that one? Queen. That wasn't woman. Acid Queen, wasn't it? Oh, acid Queen. So that wasn't even anything. Um, some big ones, guys. That, I know. Uh, that we missed out. Um, What's the um, man? So, I feel uh, like oh, that was my, my girl. Oh, man, I feel like a woman. Um, oh. Evil woman, ELO. Uh, more than a woman by the Beach Boys. Uh, gold Dust Woman, Fleetwood Mac. Um, uh, when a man loves a woman, Michael Bolton, obviously. Uh, um, Gail, you'll be a woman soon (laughs) Um, Have you ever really loved a woman? Brian Adams Uh, When you love a woman Journey Um, 
American Woman, Lenny Kravitz, oh, Independent woman. woman, Part One, Destiny's Child, um, More Than a Woman, uh, A Woman's Worth, oh. Alicia Keys, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, Britney Spears, um, <laughs> Waiting on a Woman. You could have said Paisley. that twice. Uh, Woman's Well by Cher, <laughs> Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande, um, God is a Woman, again by Ariana Grande, um, Free Woman, Lady mm. Gaga, Mad Woman by Taylor Swift off her new album, um, Percy Sledge obviously did the other version of When Man Loves a Woman, No Woman, No Cry, Man I Don't Feel Like a Woman, American Woman, The Guess Who, I Am Woman, Hear Me Raw, um, <laughs> Black Magic Woman, Santana, Oh Pretty Woman. Wow, oh wow, Pretty wow, Woman wow. is, I love that song. Don't really agree with it these um, days, but I do, I do like the song. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> these days. Yeah. The best one, guys, let me tell you. I went on a Whitney binge oh. the, other, the other night. <laughs> let me tell you, the woman, the woman was an angel, um, vocal speaking. And uh, I'm every woman, Whitney Houston, <laughs> from, I believe, the um, Bodyguard soundtrack. I need, to, I need to watch the Bodyguard because Great it's incredible. songs, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm every woman, Whitney Houston, in honor of Women's Month. Strong women, we love them. Come on. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what I'm going to leave you with. Give us a word. Grace is now in the lead three Come to on. two. Happy Women's um, Month. <laughs> yeah. It's first to five, so Grace could pull it back. Told you it was ahead. a hustle, guys. Come on. Okay. Right, with two, or Mac could pull it back, but uh, we will see you next week. On another round of <laughs> Give Us A Word. Hey mate, give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Hey mate, give us a word. Matt, give us a word. Grace, give us a word. Hey, give us a word. Give us a word. Mate, give us a word. Hey, mate, give us a word. Oi, mate, give us a word. Hey, are you going to give me a word or not? Give us a word. Oh, I just want a word so bad. Amazing. Well, there's my gift from me to all womankind right there. Grace. Wow. Gave you the points. Sacrificing your win. Wow. <laughs> nah, not really. Well done. Good job. You re- I tell you what, you really screwed me over with um, Uptown Girl because you were going with something else. Then you went with that, and that was my one, and it yeah. made me flap. Nah. And then I had, I had man, I feel like a woman, and I was about to like say it, but I flapped because it was my next one, and I forgot it. So, well done, Grace. That is a great song. I love the modulation in that song. It. It's just wonderful. Let's go, girls. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> Brilliant. Would you like to know what next week's albums are? Absolutely. Please. Oh, guys, I've been waiting. I've been longing Ooh. for this day. I eyed up this. I've been waiting. I eyed up this album about three months ago. Right. Wow. Yeah. And not because I think I'm going to love the album. Because I was looking forward to Adam's reaction in this very moment. Oh no! Oh, f- <laughs> frig off! <laughs> we are. I listen- know. I know who it is. Adam, what are we listening to? It's the Who, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> We're listening to the Who. We're listening to who's next by the Who. <laughs> who's next? Who's shit? I tell you what. <laughs> 
actually we nearly, it. Sorry, Mum, I know you're listening. We nearly got through a whole episode. Well, here comes that E all over again. That E. Yeah, so who's next by the who? Which, you know, let's just put it out there, is going to be better than Tommy. I mean, it, it can't not. You know what I mean? Yeah. My rippling bum cheeks from a fart sound better than Tommy. It's not difficult. It's that garbage. It's, it is, exactly. It's absolutely minging. But still, not as minging as Tommy. That's, that's what I'm getting at. Do you understand how grim Tommy is? That's it. Grace, you dodged a bullet not listening to that, to be honest. It was real bad. But there you go. So anyway, who's next by the who? And we're going to compare it to When You See Yourself by Kings of Leon. So Kings of Leon got a new album out. Normally, we wouldn't be that interested in an album like this. Kings of Leon? What a blast. Well, that's it. It's not 2010 anymore, but... Um, <laughs> they are st- selling this album with some kind of cryptocurrency, right? So you can own. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's part of that. It's a non-fungible token or something, isn't it? So it's part of that. Fungible. Crap. Yeah, it's this whole thing. It's this basically. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah. Okay, go Save on. Save it, Adam, because it's for next sorry, week. I have sure. not heard of this at all. It's really, really recent. Like the past couple of weeks, this thing's blown up. It's making sure that musicians can make money again, Grace. And it's making it so that you can own a thing because you don't own anything when you stream it, you know? So it's like, yeah. instead of the CD, this is like Kings of Leon, like going out there. They're like the, the Metallica to our Napster right here. You know, they are. They're going Obviously. Out. Obviously. Yeah, so, um, you know, we all remember those days. Grace is yawning. That's how little she cares about Metallica <laughs> and Napster, so... There you go. But they, so there's the two albums. I can't wait to talk about them. Tell you two bands I never really want to talk about. Come back again next week. <laughs> hey, Kings of Leon were an absolute verb. Yep. They had two good songs. Yeah. <laughs> Use somebody's sex on fire. Don't want to hear them after. Oh, mate, they, they were like when they came on, it went off. This is when everyone goes, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then after that song, you're like, okay, cool. What's next? I mean, yeah. The know. Killers are on? Great. It's the same as that song is like, tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef. And everyone just are like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't know what that no, is, Grace. No, no, know that one? Okay. <laughs> Although, I, I think your neighbours are going to be like, man, we love living here, but I tell you what, that girl's always singing. No, our neighbours hate us. I, they hate us. At 10pm, she's always singing Sex on Fire. What's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just think that's a ridiculous song. I mean, here we are again, being all uptight, but Sex on Fire. <laughs> Put it out. It's a good one. It's great. Put it out. <laughs> Put it yeah. out, like put the. F- I just don't. I I don't like the analogy. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It doesn't, but it's a banger. Yeah. You know what it I mean? Makes sense. How it does, does it make sense? sense? It's an anthem. It makes sense if you got crabs, yeah. But it doesn't make sense. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like you yeah, your hot stuff. But I mean, it's ridiculous. Looking for some hot stuff, baby. Songs don't have to make sense. Poetry. Yeah, well, great. <laughs> For more great analysis like this, come back next week to Elvin Elo to hear us wow. talk about who's next. 
uh, by the who and when you <laughs> see yourself by kings of leon oh, guys it's been a good week thank you for uh it's been a week being here so good so good well, for only a couple more weeks slash months to doing it in person once again which i can't wait for mm. and well, then we're gonna hit peak el vanilla once again gonna be absolute okay, fire gonna be so great uh, but thank you so much for listening as well for those of you who have got this far uh, why don't you subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time follow us on instagram that's where we do most of our stuff um at el vanilla i'm at matt courtney music adam yours is uh, at Adam Courtney ninety five. Brilliant. And Grace, yours is at Grace underscore Salmons. Come on, go grab a t shirt from Teespring. The link is in the description below. Uh, and you know, leave us a positive review if you can. It would really help us out. And the best way to help the podcast to grow. <laughs> and guys, we're nearly at five thousand listens. That'll probably happen overnight tonight. Oh, so thank you so much for everyone who's been listening. Uh, we really appreciate it but the best way to help spread that good news is by word of mouth and so tell your friends about it mm. tell your family tell them i've heard this this very average album by sg lewis and i've heard some people talk about it listen to this and you know what some great elvis chat too and if they like impressions you know why wouldn't you love elvin either so yeah we'll see you again next week uh, have a great week and we'll speak to you then Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.